Zoom became legacy software the moment it was released into the world. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that all software? Is legacy? Of, no, it, but Zoom is truly legacy. Like that, <laughs> that speaking thing, you know? Yes, yes. Uh, really, recording. All, all software is legacy software. Zoom really plays into it. It really feels like legacy software, you know? It's built with that in mind, yes. Yeah, it's built to help all of us uh, solopreneurs feel like we're working at an enterprise company. You know? <laughs> it's, like, we like, just... it's like their design decisions. Like, how can we make people feel like they're trapped inside of a corporate office job going to a cubicle every day? I know. We'll have like a participants <laughs> button that you then have to click like invite. And then you have to either click copy invite link or copy invitation. And oh, it's going to be in a new window with a contacts list showing you all your contacts if you need to invite. I mean, it's like crazy. It's so bad. <laughs> Everything about it is so bad. But it's a good business. Sounds, sounds like you need a new, you need to create a Zoom competitor. There's your, there's your SaaS. That's actually a good, good idea. It's a good idea that if you want to build something to find something that people already paid for and just make a certain version of it that really appeals to a small niche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ooh, are you standing? That's what I hear anyways. I've never done it, so no one should be taking my advice, clearly. <laughs> For the record, this is not an advice podcast. Not at all. Definitely not. Dude, so how's your week going, man? All right, let's see. Let's do a recap. Week has been okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like mine, too. Ter- terrible is what's going to be my answer. No, it's actually it, like I hit a roadblock with a blog post. Oh, oh, let's see. Okay. There's so many things. Okay. I hit a roadblock with a blog post. So I'm actually behind my usual, what I've been on the last few weeks. I have one. I'm fleshing it out, but it's like, there's more to it. Week, right? Yeah. Yeah. I got, <laughs> I got one out of the last two weeks, but it wasn't my ideal. It, it is part, it, like they were aimed at part of my, I guess, persona, sort of one of the categories that I aim for. I didn't even have this uh, last week. So I didn't, ha- this is all new in my head. I've been uh, reading a little bit about this stuff, like, you know, having categories that you write your blog post for and all, and all this stuff. But in any case, last last week the f- was the first time that people unsubscribed from my newsletter from any of them. So like I've had, you know, I had a, not a newsletter, but what do you call it? Personal email uh, list? Yeah, of. yeah. Like an email list for testing live view. I, had a, I have an email list for TDD Phoenix. And I, you know, don't, email those ones a whole lot like those ones were mostly for testing live view and td phoenix td phoenix i i send an update every once in a while but my personal one <laughs> it's the first time anybody's unsubscribed and it was like a gut punch and it was interesting like an interesting reaction it was immediately after i sent the email on friday with my like last blog post it was an interesting reaction for me of like oh no that it felt so bad that someone unsubscribed because it it shows me in what is this Mailchimp or no convert convert kit which I don't like a whole it's fine it's terrible it's it's hard it's like hard to use I don't know it's it, anyway there's another idea I was like I should do this yeah. but no no oh, email yeah, deliverability no. is like a black hole that yeah that'd be a tough one but it yeah. would it's uh, we use it too it's the least bad one out there so yeah bad. but it was interesting to feel the reaction of like okay people unsubscribed and that's uh, one it's okay like. I want to use that as feedback rather than just, you know, I don't know. Like feedback on the types of blog posts how and, and, and things like that. How big is the list and how many people unsubscribed? Oh, it's a tiny list because I just started and I didn't, didn't really publish it. It's like, I don't know, I have like 30 people or something like that and two yeah. people unsubscribed. And I think, I have a guess as to why that happened. And that's because most of my content has been Elixir focused. And the last two blog posts that I wrote were not like Elixir focused. 
They were more general programming. One was testing, one was like pull requests. So, and I think also, you know, maybe they were th- on the thin side because I was trying to like write fast because I'm trying to write every week as opposed to every, I don't know what my cadence was before every month or something like that. Yeah, man. I think a uh, personal t- thought here. I mean, we just sent our like first newsletter to our course and I think there were some unsubscribed. I don't pay attention to that stuff. You just look and if the numbers are going up over time, it's fine. And right. people can unsubscribe for all sorts of reasons. There's no, there's no reason to, to, to try to, suss out the cause it's just more concerning if you're doing stuff and not growing over time so at this stage in the game i think it would be focusing on too small of a strategy to try to figure that kind of thing out as opposed to just focused on doing the quantity and the consistency you know for sure for sure yeah i I took it more reflecting on it yeah i'm reflecting on my feeling it's more of more or less like how it felt like a visceral reaction of like oh this is like this feels bad but also turning that into the like this is feedback right and i want to do this more like i want to um I do like the idea of writing once a week for a while. Maybe I would love the idea of writing once a day. I don't even know if that's possible with programming. Maybe well, it is. It is. I mean, I think it is. I think you could. I think any little conversation you find yourself having with like a colleague or someone sitting next to you, you could write it up. You know. Right. Yeah, that's true. But no, in some sense, I think I do think once a day is like easier than once a week. No, I think oh. the consistency is important, man. I mean, I I did the same thing yeah. on YouTube videos. Like one week, uh, one will do a lot better. It'll perform a lot better. People have more upvotes, and it's like I'm like, oh, they like the smaller, the shorter ones. So then I start doing that. Doesn't work, and then you know I eventually have a long one. That one takes off, and I'm like, so I don't know why. So yeah, I think there is a point at which you have to get a little more strategic. Right. And, you know, pay attention to the content you're teaching and the style and f- what people like. I read the comments. That's nice. I mean, that's the hard thing about email newsletters. There's no real good feedback loop there. But, yeah, you know, probably Twitter is the best you can do. Share it on Twitter. Have the tweet at your Twitter at the bottom of each post. And then as you grow more, you know, people can let you know. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But, yeah. And it's yeah, it's not a big thing. And I think. I'm still not sure I'm using this as a yeah, like what's the goal? audience first approach type thing, right? right. And so it's, uh, yeah, it's sort of like, should I be doing this? I don't know. It's, you know, it's like, is it a good use of my time? I like it. I think it's useful. I think it can grow my influence. It's more on the influence side, I think, rather than like audience building, authority building type right, thing like in the Elixir space. Like that you spoke at a conference or something. Yeah, exactly. So it's more, I think, on that side rather than the audience building approach. That's not to say that I won't turn this into that. Like, I feel like if I were to be consistent and I wanted to explore how to use it for that, I think then I would actually focus more on things like putting more content on Twitter rather than Mm -hmm. directly blog posts. Like, I think if I were to write more on Twitter or or other things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, it's still, a, you know, I need to figure that out. I need to suss out what, what I want to do. Yeah, because I don't know if that's, you know, I, I don't know if that's the approach I want to take. I think it would be good to have a reason for doing it. And then if, if, if the reason is so that, you know, when a future like con- consulting client comes and checks out your web presence and then is able to look at your blog and see a long history of writing and that establishes your authority and makes them feel more comfortable about uh, sign contract with you that's different from trying to get to a point where you're making a, a SaaS or something like that yeah i mean i think it's part of the maintaining the consulting while i can replace it with something else yeah. right um yeah. 
Mm-hmm. It is a lot of time invested in the consulting side of things, which is, I think, where this, where, where I would, where I would question this. Like, if I weren't trying to do something else with my time, I would think it's a great investment of time to write, whether it's in a blog post mm-hmm. or more Twitter or more whatever, yeah. right? But I think that's the one question that I need to yeah, figure it's out. Is like opportunity cost, but if, mm-hmm. like if exactly. If your main number one top of the list thing is how to replace the consulting income, then you have to be careful with how you're spending your time. Yeah. I do think that one of the things that I'm interested in is continue this writing approach because if I decide to do whatever else, a SaaS approach, right? Like I would like to have the habit, suppose I get this to writing daily or writing twice a week, whatever, something like that, then I could focus my energy on that. Suppose I want to do, I don't know, a course, right? I could start writing a lot about that, even if it's not in my blog post, right? Like I start writing twice a week or daily because I've, I've gotten into the habit of it, but now it's about the topic of the course or something and I can start building up that kind of thing. But just building the muscle right now is I think what I'm trying to do and also building authority in the Elixir space so that my Elixir consulting can kind of keep carrying along yeah. and I can and I can start investing more and more time in other things. Yeah, it might be worth thinking more about. I mean, it sounds like the, it is a form of marketing and it's important. Sometimes you say things like, it's just a good habit. I want to practice the muscle. I want to do it anyways. But like at the end of the day, it's also marketing because it's sure. serving these needs. So it would be worth thinking about, you know, making sure you're doing it on Twitter and where you get more reach and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, actually, did, I think you're doing, you know, I think it's, I think what you're doing is good. Yeah. I actually did a little more of that this week. I was thinking about like, okay, Twitter is one venue, but why am I not exploring other things? So I actually posted something on LinkedIn and it did pretty well. Like the same post on LinkedIn. I have not touched LinkedIn in a very long time. Yeah, I same. changed I changed my about, I changed my description, okay. and I actually made a post and it was good. Like it actually cool. performed decently and people saw the profile or something. I don't even know. Wow. LinkedIn notifications are super confusing. Yeah. But <laughs> why not publish it there as well, right? Like the same way I'm doing it on Twitter, I do it there. But I think it's it's a good it's a good thing. There's also like Elixir Forum is something I'm going to try to post more on. Maybe there's an Elixir Reddit that would be good to post it on. Yeah, stuff like that. So I'm mm-hmm. exploring more like venues to, to to put it in, right? Not just Twitter. And so, yeah, I think I think there's there's yeah, some no, of that that I think makes sense. Thin if it's going to be distracting. I think in general, for sure, two platforms you enjoy the most are good, mm-hmm. you know. Potentially high interaction too could be good if I want that, I guess. Yeah. Right, like places where I could interact with people. Forums could be cool. Forums and, and Reddit could be cool. Yeah, Elixir Forum is actually a pretty good place and well-known place in the Elixir community. A lot of people post there and stuff, so I think that could be another good place. But like you said, I maybe focusing my efforts on one or two of them is probably the best idea, so I don't spread myself too thin just broadcasting the thing, right? It's, it's kind of yeah. like um, not the core and, of the work. Yeah, and I found also like just because the consistency is like the number one thing like overall, Mm-hmm. Having to relitigate this decision every week and ask yourself, should I be doing more on YouTube and less on Twitter, more on forums, less on Reddit? That is taxing. Mm-hmm. And when your goal is to con- do consistency for you know at least two or three months, and then maybe you can relitigate their strategy, you want to go a period where you're not thinking about the strategy and you're just executing on the writing and you've just made the decision and you trust it for this short period of time. And um, you're just focused on that. So I, that's just personally for me. Like I was like, okay, one YouTube a week. And like <clears throat> at the beginning I was like, 
Should I be doing more Twitter threads? Would that be a better use of time? All this, all that. And it's just like, just stick with the YouTube stuff. And it's yep. working enough that it's going up. So I just need, it's just nice. It's like you want to remove decision making from your, from your plate, you know? Sure. Yeah, I think that's what I, I, I'd like to do that. I want to do, my plan is probably do something like six months of just one week what blockbuster a week i think what i'm trying to refine a little bit is the categories so i'm going to try to do more elixir content you know a few other, th other things as well but primarily that and yeah i'm just going to execute on that part and i think the other thing that i want to touch quickly yeah, on because like we switching we, gears yeah i want to the, the the thing from last week which we talked about was right i have this this SaaS idea for internal company announcements yeah, Harold. But that was one thing. Yeah, exactly. My my to do from last week was to think of a few targets, like how could you know refining this niche a little bit. So I have a few things here. It's not as many as I would have wanted. There's only five, I guess, now that I'm looking at it. But anyway, one we talked about was consulting companies who want to share project updates within the team. So like targeting consulting companies themselves, like a thoughtbot or something like that, where they want to share project updates with their clients. Right. So this is a tool for that. That could be one sort of way to to think about this area another one is product teams who want more visibility into work being done with the rest of the company mm -hmm. that would necessarily not necessarily i guess but maybe that would that's kind of difficult because you have to target a senior product manager or a vp of engineering or something like that another sort of slice that i was thinking about is companies with high asymmetry of personnel personnel and i'm thinking here of like imagine you have a sales heavy company so you have a team of like 40 salespeople, but your engineering team is like five, six people. Mm -hmm. And so being able as the engineering team to publish updates on what your, you know, your, your software is able to do so that the sales team can actually sell that. It's kind of like a different take on that approach. Another one that I'm not super excited about, but I just wrote it down is HR teams, like trying to target it for HR to target or to communicate about new hires, anniversaries, new policies, stuff like that, that they want to communicate company-wide and perhaps a little more segmented. Again, not sure I, I like that one as much. And this is another sort of slice. This is the fifth one. Fully remote startups, but targeting them when they're around 20 to 40 people. And that's, I think, and the reason why is because I think that's when they start having this pain point of how, like you can't you can no longer just have a call and sort of have everybody know what everybody else is working on you start having this moment where you're struggling with keeping up with what's happening around the company and who's doing what and kind of keeping progress so that would be still like more generic company announcements but it would be targeted to like startups uh, that are in that growing phase where they're starting to feel this pain of like things are falling through the cracks or i didn't know you know this project update kind of thing or whatever so anyway those were the five things i'm i'm thinking about and i need to think about some more but i like the idea of refining it and i, I like that last one in particular because yeah that's could a be a good cool, that's a pretty cool one i guess along like the lines of thinking of like the mom test stuff is what are those companies doing now you know the mm -hmm. last time they had this problem what did they do to solve it that's true I think I'd like to, yeah, I, I think Maybe the next like, step oh, would we, be to... we signed up for Basecamp or something like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's very similar to Basecamp. There's a few differences, but what I don't like about Basecamp is that I like Basecamp as a, in general, but I don't like their chat. So I like Slack. I prefer Slack way more. Mm -hmm. And so being able to integrate the services you want to use versus Basecamp kind of pigeonholes you in one, one place... Or you use Basecamp and you don't you don't use Campfire and you use Slack and you know right. but then 
then you have to do the connection yourself. Whereas like what I'd like to do with Harold is connecting those things for you. Mm-hmm. So it automatically posts on Slack or whatever. But yeah, I, I think the next step would be to talk, to try to find, like if that's a sort of niche I'm going to look 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 after would be to try to talk some com- to some companies that are around that size to see if they're experiencing that pain and maybe refine the size. Like if they're not experiencing the pain, maybe it's, maybe they've already solved it and then I ask them how they solved it. Maybe they're, you know, I don't know, trying to figure that out. Yeah. And you originally got the idea of, because you guys had something like this at ThoughtBot. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And so... So there's enough I, you, a pain point there that y'all chose to build it. Yeah. I mean, there's a question of whether there was a pain point or people were just... I, I think there was a pain point and people used it, but there are some internal tools that I think companies build because they have time and want to yeah. build them kind of thing. Because I think it came out of... Um, ThoughtBot has this these kind of like... I guess they're... Yeah, but there's also these kind of like hackathon style things that are called Ralpha Palooza, where, you know, team you kind of form teams and then you go and build a product in like, I don't know, 24, 48 hours, and then you present them to the team. And sometimes things come out from those. And so I don't know if that's how this got started, but could have been one of those. And then sort of, a, you know, it found some usefulness and, and it lived on. But I don't know. That's just, I guess, an update on on where that is, and I'll see what I want to do next week about this. Whether I want to actually try to target someone in in one of those niches and talk to them. Yeah, it's like you got to think like if you zoom forward and you had the perfect piece of software ready to go, how would you? How would people find out about it? Yeah, well, and this that's is like a, what you need to do right now. Basically, is like find those people. Where are they? Right, and I think niching down, like figuring out a group is. Yeah would help me find those people because then I can say, okay, you can reach out to them. You can find some small yeah, startups, exactly small companies and try to reach out to them, you know? Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. Sure you so know people who are at small companies, I know people who are at small companies, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's, I think the idea, but by, by refining the ideas to try to try to do that. Maybe it to do for you this week could be like, come up with that email that you would send to someone, the research email or, a, you know, a Twitter DM or something yeah. you could give to me or other people to share to try to figure out if it's a pro if it's a problem because it's a problem, even a problem. are eager to solve it you know so exactly it's like how to write that so that it's not annoying and, and it's nothing to do with selling anything it's just about trying to figure out if there's a problem here um, yeah exactly it would be worth solving. exactly it would be sort of tar- aiming at that but ignoring herald like okay this piece yeah, of software exactly. like i have built it it's fine it can it can die there or it can live whatever like maybe it lives in a different shape but it's about finding if people are having this problem and how we can solve it yeah um, so that would be the the aim yeah i like that i like that yeah cool i don't want to take all my all the time it down will even help clarify your thinking on it you know right even if you yeah. don't ever send that message to anybody yeah 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 that's true i'm gonna just jot that down but i don't want to take all the time on my, on <laughs> my stuff how are, how are you doing how are things for you doing all right we uh, we bumped our consulting contract so we've had less time so i haven't even really started my youtube video for this week but i did work on the course last week i finished i did get the code working you know one of the things that for the first demo um yeah, so the first demo is so is it done it's like code complete, but I need to like mm-hmm. teach it. So I need to break it down, rebuild it. Right. I, I need to, yeah, it's just um, not as far as I would have liked. But I do think it will take the longest because there are some fundamental things in, in like frame or motion we were figuring out. One of the things with this course is like frame or motion is like an animation library and it's it's really well maintained, but it's also there's edge cases and bugs just like any open source library. But 
right. any kind of library I think would be harder to teach than like a framework because it's just more edge cases and yeah, we're like trying to copy. There's just more unknowns, you know, trying huh. to build some Stripe menu than like teaching how to build a CRUD app and Remix or something like that where we have more sure. control over everything. So there's some risk there, but I think we just need to, yeah, just, just need to do it. And it's like, we need to figure out how to scope it down so that, you know, like honestly, one of these video, like one of these demos could be an entire course. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I don't know. We haven't, we've just been busy with the contract. So I've haven't had the, I need to make space like tomorrow probably should stop working as much and we should take some time to plan and um, be realistic about certain things and figure out how we can get the things done quicker because otherwise it's just yeah it's too big of a project and it's not moving we don't have momentum like breaking up the first video into like subtasks yeah the code yeah. working now is good it was just like a strange thing that took a long time and kind of killed some of the momentum but it, it it would be good to we also don't know i guess the next big question is like are the videos going to be like 10 minutes super tight and or are they going to be like 20 or 30 minutes like some of my youtube videos are where i kind of build it up piece by piece so we were thinking about maybe doing like two versions of it and like sending it out to the email list and asking for feedback oh kind of gosh. thing like a pol like a, like an unpolished version or, or something uh -huh. like a run a dry run or just releasing one early Okay, so yeah, sorry, kind of just processing out loud. Yeah, last go go week, ahead. We, last week we talked about doing a pre-sale. Uh huh. That's where we ended last week. And I was super excited about it, and I talked to Ryan about it, and I was like getting super jazzed because you had suggested like if the point of the course is to get something out there, why not make it four four videos less? Just just uh, yeah, I, I guess I was just trying to find a way to cut the scope. Right. And then that got me thinking, like, why not just sell each video individually? So like, I forget if we talked about this on the pod, but <clears throat> it was like, we could make like building the, the checkbox animation from things as like it's a, a video and it's like $10 and we put it on Gumroad. And right. that makes me more excited because like, we don't have to build this whole landing page for a whole thing. We, it's not a big launch. It's just like a smaller launch. And we can talk about the new video each time we could have like end up with six gumroad products and then like a bundle at the end we still have like a series right so i was thinking that'd be good to help us like cross the finish line for the first video and just get some momentum going on everything remember in lean startup the envelopes where you like want to finish one envelope instead of like putting all the stamps on everyone putting folding all the letters stuffing all the things and then finding out that there's a problem at the end and you have to interesting go and all that work you want yeah. to finish that one envelope at a time end to end so that you, right. you you see anything wrong with the process before trying to like scale up with economies of scale and like break it down into like individual set stages. Makes sense. So I was getting excited about that and I thought it was a good idea. And then basically like Ryan thought it was a good idea to pre-sell. So like get two or three videos up and then sell early and then finish the rest. And then uh, Adam has some content on his blog post about his first book launch where he has some other launches that he talks about at the end. And he says he did a pre-sale and it was pretty rough because people are always like, he's like, if you have a thick skin, people are going to be asking for more stuff. They're going to be asking, when is it done? If you can ignore that, mm -hmm. it can work. But he didn't like that. Yeah. And uh, didn't like the idea of the single video too. Basically, like this is our first course. There's a playbook that works 
Yeah. And we just need to follow it and do the work instead of trying to innovate and try, you know. Right. That, that's true. I could see that. I think the, the playbook that works makes sense. It's kind of like a, a movie launch, right? As I was reading this yeah. in a book. It's exactly. like you're, you, you do, do a, a whole bunch of trailers. Yeah. yeah. You're hyping it up. And the, so the yeah. day that you launch is like for, you know, and the day you launch is like, you know, for the first 24 hours, it's like marked off a certain amount of price maybe or something, ah, whatever, right? Like you're doing all the things. So it's like this big hype because these things tend to sell the most the right. first day or two and then right. it's sort of like yeah yeah it's like a long tail of of, of some yeah. sales here and there's some sales there that makes sense i guess you know we've been doing this for a few weeks and i the thing i keep hearing from you is I'm we need to Sorry, we need to yeah yeah no, no that's good i'm just trying to be helpful even if it's no, hard it's super like, helpful. I'm, i can't believe every <laughs> week i talk to you and i'm like feel like i haven't moved at all it's really it's a good reminder it's just shouldn't feel painful I mean, it's 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 uh, it's understandable because you have consulting and you've just engaged in more consulting, and you also have a YouTube video a week, which is a lot. Like it's quite, you know, it's quite frankly sounds like a, a whole lot of work. But I guess I'm wondering, you know, every week we've talked about. I think you've mentioned like we need to figure out the scope, or we need to cut down the scope, or we need to make this decision on how long it's going to be. It sounds like, do it. yeah, the, the, yeah, it sounds like it keeps going. And I actually, like, you know, I'm just trying to figure out how can you, how can you cut scope or how can you sort of land sometimes when there's so many variables moving, like it could be 10 minutes, it could be 30 minutes, it could be, a, you know, eight, eight lessons, it could be six lessons, it could be, you know, we're going to do this over the next six months, we're going to do this over the next eight months, like there's, there's a lot of variables. And when they're all up in the air, it's really hard to like make decisions because right. if you change one of them, it changes the other ones and, and all this stuff. So yeah. I don't know if there's a way to like cement one of them, make a decision, yeah. just like make a call. Okay, we're going to make this. It's going to be eight videos and we're going to release it by this date, right? And so by, by cementing those, you are forcing the other decisions like, okay, because it needs to be done by this date, we need to mm -hmm. cut scope in these ways. Like it's going to be eight videos. So we need to cut scope in this other way, right? So like... Mm -hmm. I guess I'm saying by making some decision, you f it helps yeah, you force the other decisions to fit in, in into that plan. And mm -hmm. plans can change. You can be like, oh, and we, you know, it turns out we, we needed nine, not eight. And that's fine, right? Or we needed right, like right, right. an extra two weeks. But at least like it forces you to to kind of go on a path. So I guess I'm just wondering if there's something mm -hmm. like that. It doesn't have to be four videos versus eight or something like that. Mm -hmm. But Yeah, tomorrow me and Ryan, we're, gonna, we're done with our consultant. We have Fridays off basically. Yeah, mostly. And uh, we were going to work on like the second demo, but maybe we should take some time to plan and well, maybe, maybe just try to break up the first video. Everything needs to be done for it into the steps. And is this first video? Right, right. Cause you, you have the demo, right? But yeah, but I still need to do the video prep. Mm -hmm. Is the video to set some deadlines. We need to talk about like how long we actually want to work on this and like what would be reasonable because it is easy for the weeks to go by, but we have to like, yeah. Um, how how are you and Ryan splitting time? This is more curiosity than anything else. We we're doing like we have forty hours of consulting a week, so it's actually only twenty hours each. But sometimes he does more so that I can work on my YouTube stuff, and then we have a podcast that we do as well. But it's only twenty hours a week, so it should be more. It should be we should have more time to work on stuff. But yeah, well, again, fast. the YouTube video is is a lot, right? Yeah, and we're doing like four, five hours a day, four days a week, kind of breakdown each with the consulting, so. Oh, interesting. Like, you know, 10 to, th 10 to 3, 10 to 4 or something like that. Monday through Thursday, you know, for the consulting. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah. Does Ryan do the YouTube videos too? He was doing videos at the beginning, but 
he he stopped because it, it kind of made more sense to focus on other. But he helps with like the demos and the prep and stuff. I mean, he helps me with every one of my YouTube videos, and right. you know, in some way, usually towards the end when I've I have a prep and I do a run through. So he he helps me with all the videos and and, and with the course we we pair on the demos and stuff like that. Yeah, I think we just yeah. I think we need to talk tomorrow and have some and set some deadlines. I think that's the most that's what I've seen is the most powerful thing to that we can use. Right. And I think we've even tried to do this for the first video like it has to be done by Friday and just is like a fake deadline. So maybe thinking about maybe I could use this pod like maybe this can help <laughs> me, you know, or like we put something out there or we email, you know, like we send an email to the list that mm-hmm. our first video is going to be on for like early access people like next Friday and then it just has to it has to be on the internet somewhere something like that <laughs> yeah I wonder if like you were saying some like this commitment some sort of external deadline I think is actually going to be something that helps us the most yeah although I wonder if you want to do that having like you were saying sort of research the entire what do you call it like the the, the thing end-to-end for at least one video like yeah you have the first yeah, demo hope, so yeah, yeah yeah right yeah exactly so maybe you're really close to it you have the whole video you have the whole demo Maybe you decide, okay, we're going to make it a 10-minute video or a 30-minute video, whichever yeah. one. Which one's easier? 30 minutes? <laughs> it is easier, yeah. But some yeah, people yeah. like that, too. That's the thing. I, I, it goes. It, it is harder to make a shorter video. Way harder. Way harder, right? Yeah, I wonder if you should just... A shorter email. <laughs> exactly, yeah. But my long ones, sometimes they, people like those because, you know, they, they, they have more... It's more of like a real-time thought process. Here's how I approach this. Here's how I mm-hmm. guide my next step, you know. And I wonder if that would be beneficial in terms of the size of the course, right? Because right. you want, like we talked about, people see volume as right. as price, like they justify price with volume. Like if you send them eight videos that are 10 minutes long, they might be like, hey, this is not a whole lot. But you send yeah. them eight videos that are 30 minutes long, they might think, yes, this is worth the price or something. Yeah. I guess I'm wondering if, you know, finishing the first video, mm-hmm. scope it to 30 minutes or something, whatever, mm-hmm. and, and do that. And then you can actually set a deadline or scope, right? Because now you have, okay, this is the first video. That's how long it took. We kind of need to, you know, whether you cut scope on, on the de- on the demos or something, but then you can actually have a better idea of how long it'll take to do each each lesson. Each- yeah. Yep. I think my next step is to prep that. I, I agree with you. I think one, get, getting the first one done would be nice. So I think the next step is to prep that video. That might take several hours. Yeah, it might take a long time. It's 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 hard to figure. Yeah, I, I have to prep the video, and then I should I should probably shoot it. But once we get that done, the next step is definitely prepping it. That's that's what will give me a, an idea of if it's better as a shorter video, longer video. Like, what's the best form to deliver it in? And maybe it's like focus on a few details of it. Maybe it, it's not. Maybe we'll have the code from scratch, but the video will actually be like the interesting parts or something. We probably don't have to, I don't have to really overthink it. It's just like if I was going to make it for my YouTube channel, that's kind of how I should think about it. So yeah, um, yeah. I think I just need to prep it and shoot it. It was just like, there was just some really tricky stuff with it. Yeah, I should have it prepped. I should set some deadlines. I should 100% have it prepped by the next time we talk earlier. I should have it, probably have it shot by next week when we talk. Probably. Do you have... Do you have time over the next week to, to do that? Like the yeah, prep, you said so. it should take a few hours. Do you have that kind of time next week? I guess the only thing is next week I'm going to be doing more consulting because Ryan's taking some time. But could do some stuff this weekend and I should be able to. Really, I should have it shot by next week. I think having it shot by next week is a really good goal. And it would be good for me to, to do that. Is it a stretch goal or is it a have it realistic goal? Even if it's not edited by our editor, but I should just, I think 
I should do that because it's been so long. I got it in a good spot last week. Yeah, I don't know. Hard. It's hard to just make you make the deadline. I guess. I guess maybe a realistic goal would be to have it prepped. What does your prep look like? It's you have to. This the reason there's so much unknown here is because like I have to basically undo it and figure out the best way to explain it. And it's just there's a few different ways to do it in in frame or motion. So I want to figure out the best way to do it. But basically, I just save the final. I make a copy called final, and then I index undo it all and then i you know build it up and make sure i build it up step by step in a way that makes sense so that's the prep you're like re, yeah. like you you rebuild yeah. the demo in a way that makes yeah, sense cause, yeah because when i build it real time you know you're always like fighting things and for sure and everything so you don't want all that in the, in the video necessarily um, right yeah got it I but think, you don't i think we can think about it i can talk with it with ryan tomorrow but i at the very least it should be prepped by next week like solid prepped in a way that i could basically turn on the camera and start recording recording is actually not the hard part it's the prep that takes a for sure yeah yeah how, how long does your prep take you though like you said a few hours because if i yeah. find out something that's funky you know in right. the build or i want to tweak there's still some things i want to tweak in the demo but it doesn't have to be it might be worth simplifying it down because there's lots of tiny details in the thing mm -hmm. and that's kind of what took the longest time it might be worth simplifying it seeing if we can get basically 80 percent of the uh, of the effect with like 20% of the code. And then, so if that's, that's kind of, that's all part of the prep. But now I, I do have a version of it that's really cool and looks really, really good that we could teach, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I wonder if that 80% version is like one video and you can do like an extra if you want to see. Yeah, like, or like, you know, like the second video. Super detailed version code that you can look at if you want this extra, yeah. these extra effects. Right, 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 right. You could do something like that. Yep. Okay. Cool. Well, at the least, definitely prepped by next week, I think would be a good goal. Gotcha. Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Are you are you enjoying this? The pro the process of building the course? Well, I want to get back to, to making the videos. No, in the sense that I, I wish I was, we were just doing Evermap style videos because that's what I enjoyed because there's more feedback and it's not this, you know, yeah, it, it's, um, I like doing the weekly stuff because we would do courses that were like eight or 10 videos, but we'd be getting feedback. We'd be publishing every week. I like that, you know, for whatever mm. reason, this has been, it's been, a, it's taken a little bit getting it off the ground, but yeah, no, I'm not. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think it's a good stepping stone for us. I think I will be excited once we get some momentum. It's just, it's taken a while. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, and the, it's hard yeah, the for fun. me to be working on multiple things. So, you know, you know, consulting, and then and then this and YouTube, it's 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 I lose a lot when I context switch. I lose right. a lot, you know. No, it makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I guess is there a, is there a way to bundle consulting into two days instead of four kind of thing? Or yeah, I don't know if that's something you want to do. It would require ten hour days. Like, <laughs> we could do eight hour days or ten hour days, but the YouTube stuff has been going a lot better. Yeah, it's just yeah, just. I think we will get some momentum going on it. It will be good, you know, get yeah. some emails yeah. going out, see the list start growing again. Yeah. It kind of feeds it uh, on itself kind of thing. And it's yeah. just getting, sometimes getting that hurdle Started out of the, the way. Part. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels like a slog until you can actually break through in some way. Okay, yeah. cool. All right. But yeah, being honest, wouldn't say I'm necessarily like jazzed about working on this right now, just because of the uncertainty around it and the workload feels like 
Yeah, it just it's just a, it feels like a, a it's a bet. We're trying to make it a small bet, but it's turning into a bigger bet, which is like not the point. So that's kind of the current feeling. But I think I think we'll see how this week goes. So, yeah. is there any sense in recalibrating expectations if it's turning into a bigger bet? Yeah, I mean, I think the I think a deadline would be good, and I think uh, like we should talk about what our appetite is for working on it, and then just set the deadline, and then you know. It might not always be fun to work on it, but at the end of the day, we'll launch it and then that's when we'll be able to recap. Okay, do we want to do this again? Is this a good stepping stone to getting another website up, a screencasting site up? And we'll know more about it. But I, I think now we just have to like, even if it's hard work and there's a lot going on, I think it's, it is a small enough bet that just got to put the work in and just do it. You know what I mean? Yeah, Sometimes when right. I overthink that stuff, it makes it even harder. It's like, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? You're making it into an even bigger yeah, thing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You've already committed. Just do yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And then come out on the other side. List going like we have a, con- a great yeah. idea for the course. It's just, you know, some days are harder than others. That's fine. You know? Yeah, for sure. For so. sure. Cool. All right, man. Sounds good. All right, let's get it this week. Maybe next week we'll have a better update and we'll have more. We'll have, uh, yeah, good news to share. I think that would be nice. Yeah. Or better let's see if I... Yeah. It's good. This is part of the part of the work, right? It's Definitely. hard. It's not easy. So I think it's good, though, to be checking in every week and realize, like, yeah, still no more updates. That's not good. Really, at a high level. I know we're, we're both doing work, but, you know. Yeah. But it's sure, uh, it's kind of sometimes yeah. Make sure I'm doing the right work. Sometimes I do feel like during the week I'm might be spending energy and time on things that are not the right thing to like not the right things to be doing. So whether it's like getting too much in the details in this checkbox thing or whatever it is, you know. So right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Okay. Cool, man. All right. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, absolutely, man. We're right. gonna get these up once we pick, pick a name for this thing, but that's that's our problem. That's not the listener's problem. <laughs> I, I want to do it. That's another thing. I just want to yeah. get this off my back. You know, yeah, it's like exactly. now, now it's kind of building a, a mountain on my back. Uh-huh. I'm like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta put this out there. Another, so. Yet another thing on the stack. Yep. Yeah. Agreed. Cool, man. Okay. All right. Hey. Great See you next week, with you, dude. Yeah. Same, man. All right, dude. See ya. Bye.